My wife Anita and I visited the Baseball Hall of Fame for the first time in 1995. I was in the ninth and final year of chairing SIU's Department of English, and like Ishmael in Moby Dick, needed an adventure to cure the damp, drizzly November of my soul. There was no white whale lurking in the waters of our campus lake, so I decided to set sail for Cooperstown. When we arrived in Cooperstown, Anita and I had a wonderful time. Once we entered the Hall of Fame building with its impressive colonial design and passed through its green turnstiles, we felt as if we'd entered a baseball cathedral. We passed reverently through the Hall of Fame gallery with its plaques commemorating baseball's immortals then strolled along baseball's timeline with its displays honoring the greatest teams and events in baseball history. For the next seven years, Anita and I made an annual pilgrimage to the Baseball Hall of Fame until travels to South Carolina, Maryland, and California to visit our children and grandchildren left us with no room or energy for a trip to Cooperstown. Over the years, Anita and I talked about returning to the Hall of Fame, but it seemed more dream than reality. All that changed when I received an invitation this spring to speak at Cooperstown as part of the Baseball Hall of Fame author series. The Hall of Fame had set aside August 27th as a day to celebrate the history of the Pittsburgh Pirates and asked me to discuss my new book on Pirate slugger Willie Stargell. So after a 12-year absence, Anita and I headed back to Cooperstown. It didn't take long for Anita and I to fall in love with Cooperstown all over again. We had a great time talking with pirate fans who had come up from Pittsburgh for the day, but it was also fun walking along the sidewalks and seeing so many fans in the regalia of their favorite team. It was also a treat to visit with old friends in the Baseball National Library that we hadn't seen in over a decade. It was during our Baseball National Library visit that we found out that there had been a major change at the Hall of Fame despite its aura of timelessness. Over the past several years, attendance at the Hall of Fame has dropped off significantly, forcing layoffs and reductions in services. The struggling economy has been partly to blame, but no doubt, there are fans who have had second thoughts about visiting a shrine dedicated to a national pastime so badly tarnished by its steroid scandal. But all you have to do is look at the glowing faces of the youngsters and the young at heart inside the Hall of Fame to know that Cooperstown is still a magical kingdom for baseball fans. You see fathers and mothers explaining baseball history to their children as they move along the timeline, and old-timers searching the hallowed gallery for the plaque of the baseball hero who thrilled them so many years ago. As for Anita and me, it was a small good thing that brought the delight of Cooperstown back to us. Our most memorable moment came when our good buddy, Tim Wiles of the National Baseball Library, brought out from the archives an autographed copy of the Pittsburgh Pirates' wives' cookbook featuring their husband's favorite recipes. Published just after the Pirates won the 1971 World Series, a treasury of pirate recipes had contributions from Vera Clemente for her arroz y habichuelas and Dolores Stargell for her beef stew. But my favorite was Mylene Mazeroski's baked squirrel. I even suggested to my wife Anita that she cooked Maz's favorite dish to celebrate the Pirates' first winning season after 20 years. She just smiled and told me that she'd be happy to do it, but I needed to put on my Davy Crockett cap and get busy chasing after the squirrels in our backyard. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.